right, Mr. Mike Draco across the line first tonight, representing Cincinnati, Ohio. Go Radar, go Fletcher in the house, Jeremy Sather. Heather Callen, howdy folks. Hey man, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, and we are just four minutes out from launching this week's episode of Shop Talk, America's favorite two-wheel news and information channel. Um, Going to be a fantastic show tonight. We have the one and only, a lot of people call him the Bishop, OG in the house, Mr. Donnie Smith, and we're going to be talking about the show, his history, a bunch of stuff from the days of Smith Brothers and Fetro. It's going to be a killer show. We got some good tech, some good feature bikes. Kick back, relax, grab a cold drink, get ready for 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit. If you're watching out there, throw up a little uh, shout-out where you're watching from so we know. Bill Stevens in the house, Anne-Marie Weiss, the queen of Chop Cult, Miss Lisa Ballard in the house this evening. Good to see all you guys. Just three and a half minutes, we're going live with Shop Talk. Don't go anywhere. Looks like we got Hawaii in the house. Right on. Crystal Phil Hamsters, Arizona. Nancy Weems. You did. You made it in the house, Nancy. You made it before Mike? No way. Snow-covered Michigan. Bill Stevens watching with us. Choppers, Mayhem, and Motorcycles. What's up? East Tennessee in the house. Bob Kerr. Sutter Creek. Robin Hengabottom in with us. Tony Tello, Memphis in the house. Memphis, Mass. Beaumont, Texas. I got brothers down there. Steve Sokol, Wisconsin. Graham, North Carolina. All over the damn place. Nipple Twister, no kidding. What's up, Matt? Good to see you here, buddy. Heather's trying to trade up, Mark. She's trying to trade up the warmer weather. You see that right on the screen? That ain't happening. <laughs> Looks like Hamsters, Minnesota in the house. Cocaine's here with us. You know it's going to be a good night. Greg White with us from T-Hoss. So good. Minute and a half. Minute and a half. We're going live with this one. David Crumb, Butler, New Jersey. Pretty sure you know that. <laughs> David's a, a, a good, steady listener, man, or viewer. We, we love to have you here, man. Chatham, Ontario, Canada, right on. Nancy, I do have coffee. Thank you very much. I had a steady dose of it going for the last three days as we worked with Steve Royals in the Greasing Gears garage getting that panhead stuff ready. All right, man, one minute. That gives you just enough time to like and share. Remember, this program only goes as far as what you guys help us get it out to. You know, 15 different channels we're broadcasting this on every Sunday at 9 p.m. on the East Coast. But your like and your share, sharing is caring, Heather always says, that helps. Make sure you do it. Just about 45 seconds left. We're going live with this episode. I suppose, uh, hello from Cape Cod. Yep, it's coming together. Ashley Woodford in the house. Mark Hendricks here with us. 
Terry Gray, Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, Lance Baxter, Leesburg, Florida. A lot of the usual suspects, known associates, as it were. All right, 14 seconds left. That sounds like just enough time to get this one out of the station and up onto the tracks. Let's go live with this week's installment of Shop Talk. Here we go. Okay, scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land. It's just after 9 p.m. on the East Coast. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. Coming to you live from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio, 50 floors beneath the street level. I'm Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. I'm going to be your host for the next 90 to 120 minutes of the, all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit into this program. I'm joined by my host, co-host, and co-host S. Hostessers. <laughs> Hostessers. 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 Man, there's so many people. I know, it's so good. All across the country tonight. Bef- I, hopefully he's still watching. Matt Carroll, Nipple Twister. I think we need to have him on. Yes. Because, dude, like, when we did the wheels for Something Wicked, he I wanted to... Well, no, you and I did them, remember? Mm-hmm. I wanted to, like rip my hair out he does this for a living and he is a true he's, artist like he's helped he's us amazing. plenty of times with stuff though like when oh, we, did, we got into a jam he's come on to grease and gears garage on stage with us like oh he's of, awesome but you know, like he's an artist the way he does that i'd be bald rob door riding all day that's bullshit <laughs> mark were you riding all day um i was riding junk in my garage <laughs> I don't know. I was riding all Someday day. we're going to live someplace where we just have to visit winter. Oh. I would like to ride you around. I'm saying. I've got time for that crap. I just can't get, o- I can't get over not- the idea of not having winter, though. Oh, I can. You know? Quite easily. <laughs> I mean, seriously, after, you know, 52 years of living in Pennsylvania, I would be a scoundrel. My motorcycle <laughs> would be horrible. There'd be things falling off of it if I Look, didn't have winter to hang I'll on. do like a sprinkler outside the window so you think it's raining every now and then so you go get a shop day. I will rent a snow machine to do outside your window so you think it's snowing and stay in the shop. Oh. Um, uh, so last week we had uh we had a killer show, small shop symposium where we had small shop owners, um Bob K was on with us. We were talking about the differences in how the motorcycle industry looks today, the difference in the business models. Les Nesman figured out who Bob K was. Dude. <laughs> that was the best part of the show. And listen, it was everything I could do all week long. Heather was like, what clip should I take from the show? I'm like, you That's have it. to do the yeah. clip where where Rob brought up, hey, does does anybody remember Nemco? Nemco yeah. And 
Dude, the, the look on Bob K's face was priceless. It was just like, <laughs> and I, I'm just like, um, he was Nemco. But it was it was killer, very productive. There's oh, talk yeah. of an association now coming out of it where, you know, these guys are all going to band together for the purposes of information and a bunch of other good work. Yeah, so. there's there's like two kinds of shows. There's ones that are fun, you know, memories, and then then there's the informative, and that one there was killer. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So lots going on. Um, Meekum was rocking. Oh, dude. Did you watch any? I, I caught a little bit of it. It was, it was killing me n- not to watch more of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I was. I wanted to be there. I, I saw, I don't know if you caught any of the pictures of Mr. Banks out there, but he's. I, I did see a few. He's definitely in the in the Mark Persichetti fan club all of a sudden. <laughs> right? <laughs> he has it coming on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have to have a talk. Right. So, hey, listen, man, um, we're going to jump right into it because we got a lot of great stuff to get to throughout the show today. Um, You know, if this is your first time watching Shop Talk, thank you very much for being here. Like I said, we do this program every Sunday at 9 p.m. We go through a lot of great stuff in in current events and motorcycles. We cover the events. We do tech. We do everything you would expect to see in a magazine because we publish a magazine. And (laughs) this is kind of goes along with that in spite of Mark's admonitions. You still do that? <laughs> yeah, we still do the magazine. On this program, we do all of that, and we start it all off with a segment we like to call The News. The Shop Talk World Report is brought to you by Law Tigers. Get the compensation you deserve and get back on the road with Law Tigers. First up in the news tonight from KOTA, Laura Clock named Grand Marshal of 83rd Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Sturgis announced that Laura Clock, president and founder of South Dakota nonprofit helping with horsepower, will be the Grand Marshal for the 83rd Motorcycle Rally. Clock and her nonprofit recently helped Mitchell Tech that will, um, build a custom motorcycle will be sold at Meekum Auction on Saturday, 28th. Now, we followed this up to see how they did at Meekum. Looks like that bike brought in $25,000. So pretty good. They sold that at Meekum. Um, Clock is going to be handling all the duties of the Grand Marshal for Sturgis and uh, still doing great things with her helping with horsepower. We congratulate her for that. Um, Jay Leno, back in the news. Oh, it's seen, listen, my man is on, he's on a roll. Oh, we got to get him a helmet or a bubble I'm suit bubble or something. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and literally the, the word roll. You yeah. know what I mean? So this comes in from Auto Evolution. Less than two months ago, in mid-November, famous former TV host, avid car collector Jay Leno, suffered severe burns after a car fire, and now he revealed he has just broken his bones after a recent motorcycle accident. Jay Leno is to make his return to the Strip in Vegas on March 31st and will be his first comedy show since the November incident, but it looks like he doesn't have much luck with vintage vehicles. Or clothes Anymore. <laughs> the poor son of a bitch, right? <laughs> That's the worst thing. Like, an unmarked clothesline across an alley is what took is him Is that out. what took him out? Yeah, yeah. that was it. Oh, my Like, God. somebody put a, cha- like a yeah. rope up across their parking lot. Who doesn't mark that? Like, you rotten, rotten, rotten human. Yep. Like, hey, what if he got decapitated? Yeah, that would have been horrible. My yeah. goodness and you gracious. And you get to be that guy forever. I would have, I would have had to yeah, go out and... I decapitated Jay, decapitated Jay Leno. Somebody oh, no. would have had to go out there and take all of his stuff. <laughs> See? Look at what... You take things to an unhealthy place right away. I'm just saying. Too soon? Next up in the news, and this comes in from Vulture. Nebraska... The Transportation and Telecommunications Committee heard testimony on January 24th on a bill that would alter Nebraska's motorcycle helmet mandate. Current state law requires an individual wear a helmet when riding a motorcycle or moped. Introduced by Blair 
Senator Ben Hansen no longer would require an individual age 21 and older. So Nebraska may be well on its way to getting rid of their helmet law. Good luck to them. This one threw me for a loop. Coming in from AMA, American Motorcycle Association announces dates for the 23 Permco AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days. I was like, Permco? what? What's Permco? Have they moved Vintage Days? But it turns out this is just part of the you know, recent trend of renaming stadiums to companies that we don't even understand. But um, Permco AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days is still going to be at the same... Uh, the same motorsports park that you've come to to know and and love, and I'm forgetting the name Mid Ohio. <laughs> wow, Mid-Ohio I was going to say, you know, out by Daniel, out by you Daniel, know, you know, that way. It's up over there. <laughs> wow. We've only been there about what four hundred hey, times. Listen, I worked hard all week. I raced into what? this studio like the rest of us sat around and watched TV, or right? what? I, I'm not sure. I'm not you sure. You came home to a well, clean house and a hot cooked meal. I'm just saying, don't be weaned. And, uh, and I, you didn't even shave half your head off, which I was pretty I'm, impressed with. No, I like. <laughs> I still hair, haven't found that hair you cut. I have to say, I cut two inches <laughs> off. And my hair is my favorite part of me, so I'll never do that. All right, so AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days, Permco, Mid Ohio, or otherwise, uh, grandest celebration of vintage motorcycles and the people who love them will take place on J- July 21st through the 23rd. 23 at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course in Lexington, Ohio. Um, if you have not been to this event, yeah. the the racing, the it's motorcycles, cool. like you absolutely will miss it the time of your life if you are even remotely interested in, in vintage motorcycles. Yeah, super cool track. So um, we're going to get right to our guest real quick. We're going to take a look at a, uh, a neat <laughs> tech tip that I picked up, and I know, Mark, you are going to dig this. <laughs> Mark's new name is Persia whatever. Whatever, whatever the hell it is. Mark, Persia whatever. Uh, Seriously? Normally it's just spaghetti, so. Listen, I love Big Ollie's name for you. This is empty? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he usually spent all my money. Right? That's why. Yeah, on on groceries. Yeah. Okay, so listen, before we get to the the guest tonight, we're going to take a real quick look at a tech tip I know Mark's going to dig on dealing with old gasket surfaces. We'll be right back, and we're going straight to our guest, Mr. Donnie Smith. Don't go anywhere. You're watching Shop Talk. What's up, Chris? Cycle Source Magazine, Grease and Gears TV, and we're back in the Grease and Gears Garage Mobile, coming to you live again from uh, Stevenson Cycle, Wayne, Michigan, and we got a cool little tech tip tonight. You know, um, in the, the realm of fixing up the panhead motor and the transmission, we came across gasket surface preparation. Now, a lot of people will go at this, you know, real quick lap around with the, the 3M cookies on the die grinder wheel, and that's good enough if you're careful and, and easy with it. But years and years of abuse of your gasket surface area causes uh, uneven gasket surface area, can cause leaks no matter how well you put the gasket on. Take your time to do that. So um, Steve hooked us up with a great tip on a lapping block. We're going to take a look at that right now. Shop Talk Tech Tips are brought to you by SNS. Proven performance for the power sports industry. Okay, so what we've got here is uh, uh, the top of the transmission that we're working on that you've been looking at all the time. We had a little bit of unlevelness to the to the top of this. There's some spots that are a little unlevel. Um, this is a, an old lapping block that I've had for a long time. Underneath this, it has 
cuts in the metal. Uh, I've had this baby for a long time. You, you can, of course, use lapping compound on it if you want to do something really fine. I've got this piece of 320 on it that I've taped to the bottom of it. I wrapped it, okay? And it works really, really well when you want to remove uh, a little bit more of the aluminum other than just lapping it down. So this works really well. We just put it on here. We hold it flat, really smooth and flat. Hold it in tight. Not a lot of weight. Keep it flat. What we end up with is a nice clean surface we're going to start working with here. Okay, we've got just a little bit more to go. Looks like we're a little low here and a little low here. I keep this old girl around. She does really well with heads. Just to refresh the surface just a little bit. You don't want to take a whole lot off. You could probably buy this at, at a uh, uh, someplace like uh, Precision Tool. This isn't very big. Um, I think she's like six by 10. It's not gonna be that expensive. I'll take it out of here. She's heavy too, you know? She's been surfaced round and cut. And you wanna get a little bit finer than that. When you put them on this side, you can see, you can see through the, the paper, the lines that are cut in the block. Lap this down a little bit. Oh yeah, so nice. She'll take it Look right now. Look how nice, man. Yeah, gotta have one of those, right? You know, Heather's pissed off every time I come home from here. I got a list of tools. This time I want a tranny stand. I want one of these. All right, hey, so keep that in mind the next time you're doing some uh, maintenance or rebuilding on your motorcycle. Remember for this kind of content, Cycle Source Magazine on YouTube. And until next time, this is Chris with Grease and Gears Garage. The Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. We understand the challenges riders face every day. As riders, we want to share the road and be seen by motorists. Remaining visible is critical to our safety and well-being. That's why we work tirelessly to promote motorcycle safety and awareness. We're proud to support our community that includes riders of all stripes. If you've been injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. Everything we do at the track shapes what we build for the street and the dirt. You can see how bad these guys want it. A race to the line. For us, racing is not for the trophies or the glory. We compete because it makes everything we do faster, more durable, and tested to a higher standard. For SNS, racing is the ultimate in proven performance, and we've been proving it since 1958. Okay, so welcome back to the Dennis Kirk studio. You're watching Shop Talk, and uh, man, working with Poppy, Mark, Learn, I got to tell you. Learn something every day? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because, you know, I, w I was hip to the whole thing of, of having a, a, a lapping block, but usually they're, they're very big. They're yeah. very expensive. And when he brought that out, I was just like, 
you don't think about it. And he, he went on to tell me, you know, you can buy them at a bunch of different tool suppliers. You know, it doesn't have to be a great big thing. It's a nice little addition you can tuck in your toolbox. Yeah. You make me sound like a monster. Not well, a monster. Well, you shut up. Well. <laughs> not, not a not a monster. That's my uh, job, damn it. I just, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're like, baby, I need a new tool. I'm like, okay. It's not worth arguing with you anymore because you're going to get it one I'm way just, or another. I'm just trying to wear you down. That tranny stand, we're going to uh-huh. talk after the well, show. Well, how much is it? Better. I, don't, I don't know. but And I how many to. transmissions are you going to do? Are you If gonna I have to do it? one what's, more. What's my ROI? <laughs> hey, better him than me because I don't even tell Dana. I just show up <laughs> and then set it in the dining room for like a I've week had that forever. Yeah, I've right. Pfft. <laughs> sits in the dining room for like a week so listen uh march, i'm gonna do that with the with the next thing i want oh boy march marks the 34th annual donnie smith show and if if you've never been to this show like we readily tell people like this this is the show to model all other shows after yeah. because it has a little piece of everything that you go to different shows for you know there's a swap meet area a proper swap meet with with good stuff in it there's a little bit of industry show there's a little bit of motorcycle show just regular motorcycle show it's got all of the best best of the world's wrapped up in it you know years past they've had tattoo show parts of the show and you know car muscle car and hot rod stuff like Really, really great time, and how can you beat it? It's where Snoopy comes from. It's a culture right? show, you know. The peanuts are from there. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a culture show. I mean, yeah. it really is. It really is. It's uh, like the best indoor winter show ever. Yeah. But I think the uh, I think the true honor of being there last year was we got to celebrate the um, the 80th birthday of our guest this evening, yes. and that means this year we'll be up there again to celebrate 81 with them. And uh, super excited to talk about his long and storied history in the motorcycle industry. And to help us do that, Mr. Lionel Gammon is going to come on and introduce him. So let's go to the lines and bring our guests. We're going to start with Lionel and get right into this show featuring Donnie Smith. Just Hanging Out in the Shop is brought to you by Spectral Oils. Made in the USA since 1966, the best oil on planet Earth. Lionel, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good man. So what what's going what's going on? You're not in you're not in the shop I, tonight. Not in the shop. I was freezing. So I've been trying to weld on that barnyard bike like we talked a couple weeks ago and I froze. It's like nine degrees. My hands, my arms felt great, of course, when you're welding, but my whole body was frozen to the core. So I was like, forget this. We're going in the shop. I'm sitting in what I call my captain's chair because I feel important even though I'm not when I'm in this chair. But I thought there's no better time than to what we're going to talk about today and who the guest is of the show today to be sitting in my captain chair Uh, absolutely you know there's uh, a lot of times that we tell you guys about um our relationship with law tigers and how you know there's a lot of companies that come in and around motorcycling and they come in to to see if they can get that that quick squeeze you know they're they're part of the motorcycle deal but these guys time and time again are looking for ways that they can support what we're doing in our communities and our culture and this this move with this show is is just world class because this is the kind of thing that provides us with foundation and the only reason we do it is because this is the lifestyle we live you know there's all those people like you said they come into that quick squeeze they don't live this way we all live the same lifestyle we're the same community so it's it just makes sense you support what you love you support yes sir so um what what do you guys have planned for the show this year so i gotta tell you i'm absolutely stoked we as law tigers have stepped up and we are one of the official sponsors of the donnie smith show 
And it's been on my bucket list for years to get our company behind the Donnie Smith show. Uh, not only because everything you guys talked about, but it is truly a culture show. It is the show that the first time I went, I mean, I was blown away at what it was all about. And yeah. being as enthusiastic, I mean, we're all motorcycle riders here at Law Tigers. We wanted to support the show. We finally got ourselves an opportunity to do it. And I'm absolutely honored to even be on the same screen with the man, you know, Donnie Smith. I mean, he's a legend for what he's created this motorcycle industry. I mean, I'm on the younger age, but I'll tell you, I had this, the uh, Easy Rider magazines underneath my mattress, not for what was on the pages, but for who it talked about, yeah. what bikes are being built and what guys like Donnie were doing for our industry. And I'm stoked to be there for the 81st birthday of himself and support his show and support his dynasty. So I am over the moon to even sit here like everybody else who's been talking all week about the show. I'm just gonna sit here like a little schoolgirl with a smile on my face, just listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, man? Like, seriously, on behalf of all of us, thank you so much. If there was one thing that you guys were going to do this year to support one thing, this is the kind of stuff. If we if we have a hope of bringing people into this thing and showing them who we are and where this where the things that are important, this is the kind of thing to make investments like that. And we thank you for that. Yeah, it's our pleasure. We love doing this. This is what it's all about. So it's been. Uh, it's been years and years and years, like Lionel said, you know, I've, I've been reading the magazines. Even before I was ever in motorcycle media myself, I was crazy for all this stuff. And watching these guys grow up, like, you forget, Mark, we, we've, had, we've had pretty long conversations the last week getting ready for this. Yeah. You forget, these guys were doing this stuff before there was a place that you could order stuff to do it with. Right. You know what I mean? When Lionel says that they built this industry... This this guy that we're having on, he's he's one of the architects of that. Oh, most definitely. You know, and and we say it all the time going back to people like Donnie Smith and Dave Pierwitz. We do a lot of paint work, we do a lot of fab work. And to watch these guys or to know what we do and what the product we have today and know that they did it back then with no product. I mean, they literally did it with skill. Blows you away. These guys are icons and we've looked up to Donnie Smith and Dave Pierwitz and Arlen Ness for years, and it's yep. it's an honor, you know, like you had said, to be at the birthday. You guys were at his birthday last year. Yeah, yeah. It's an honor to be friends with these people and, and to meet them and find out who they really are, and they live this, so it's cool. Right on. So listen, without any further ado, I just want to remind you guys, if you have questions, you want to participate in the show, you want to ask Donnie a question, right over here, wherever you're watching from, put your comments in where you're watching. They'll come up there. And uh, we'll get them answered. But for now, please help me welcome the the legendary, the one and only, the bishop of the custom motorcycle scene, Mr. Donnie Smith. Bishop. <laughs> that's that's what Big Brian calls him. I got I got to stick I got to stick that in there for Big Brian. <laughs> how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. So, so you ready for another birthday party? Always ready for a party. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, 34 years of the show. I mean, obviously, we want to we want to start off talking about the show because everybody should be there. But tell me, tell me about the early days of the show. Well, it, it started out as an old J and P show, and then it was bought by a guy R and B out of um, I think someplace in Wisconsin, and then my partner Neil bought it from them. We've been in it probably over about 17 years. But we just, we kept the, the years there. Not start out like this is year one, you know? Yeah. So, but um, we started out in a little, 
um, where we, um, it was above where the swap meet is now. There's that floor plan up there. And that's where we started first or second year. We went there and then Neil says, we're going to go down here. And he went and showed me the, what they call a touchstone center as part of the Excel center. And I'm going, oh boy. You know, because, you know, the show had before hadn't done real well with the other people, but we, the first year we put it down in the Touchstone Center, I mean, we were turning bikes away. We had probably 228 some bikes in the show. Yeah, yeah. And some people just thought you could pull up and drop your bike off and you're going to get in it. You know, we just didn't have the room, you know, and, and uh, it, it, ever since then, it's, it's done well. You know, it's kind of, um, you know, with the COVID going down for two years, we were down. We came back last year. The show did real well. Not probably a hundred percent, but you know, we're damn happy with where it was. You know, so um, the show, the people of our of the metropolitan area here, in Minnesota and the surrounding states, they really seem to back us and take care of us, and, and uh, they make sure the show goes. And it's a good show. I mean, everybody that's been there. Uh, we've had just tons and tons of compliments, you know, and, and um, you know, it, it, it's we're happy with it, and it's 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 a good show. Nobody will be disappointed when they come in that. No, and you know, I think like especially last year, you know, we had some pictures up on the screen of the overhead of the show floor, and last year I sat there and I looked down over the show floor, and even though it was your first year back from COVID, and you know, it wasn't up to what you said is a hundred percent, but compared to compared to the shows that over the years were like the staples in the custom motorcycle thing man those things just dwindled and went away and it just seems like you know the donnie smith show has has some quality about it that it's it's just always going to be rock solid and i found out what that was last year when heather and i had the opportunity to catch up with you and we started to talk about how much community there exists a, around your business and your town and the motorcycle people in that in that region of the country and that really that that show is an extension of that i believe well you know it, it seems like i've been around a lot of the shops in the country and the people in minnesota get along you know like if i needed a part from another shop call him i he'd probably you know, say, come over and pick it up and just replace it, or I'll give it, you know, I'll let you know what it costs. You know, where some areas I've been to, the shops don't talk to each other. It's like the Hatfields McCoys. They, they don't want nothing to do with each other. And, and Minnesota um, seems to be the opposite of that. We get along, and the shops get along. Um, I'm not saying we're not a little competitive, but that's just business. But as far as individuals and getting along, like my, the shop before the one I'm in now, we had a, I had a big grand opening party, you know, about five, 600 people showed up from all over the country, you know, flew in from California. I just thought it was going to be a big local party, but some guys are saying, your competition's here. And I said, they're my friends. You yeah. know, I mean, when I need something, you know, they need something, we, we, we help each other out, you know? So I, I think that's just Minnesota people. Yeah, that area is definitely super rich with uh, with culture and, and support. Uh, every time we've been up there, we notice uh, Teach, Kevin Bass has been putting some posts up. I, I think a lot of it has to do there is with what you give back to. You open the door for those people, and I think that's big. Absolutely. But knowing that, I mean, 
we've from day one the donnie smith show that was like the place to go and then after the first time i was there which was years ago like it seems like a lot of shows try and copy yours but i I think that like you had said that area has so much culture to it you can't copy you can't copy culture and 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 community that's almost impossible to do no well and that's i mean one, one of the one of the strengths that i see in the show is is that community you know where a lot of people especially in today's world you know what features do they want to have what's going to yeah. draw the people what's but really when you think about it you know you guys have had kevin kevin bass and the you know before the kennedy chopper class and now the Kevin, I'm sorry if I forget the name of your new school. I always do that. I got so used to saying the Kennedy Chopper class. But he's at a new school now and continues to just bring generations of young people through. And your show really facilitates that because they have a goal. They have a show to be ready for. You know, you help you help exhibit that. The the people with the swap meet stuff, the people that are proud of their of their builds. Family rich too. I think a lot of it falls down. There's a lot of, you know, fathers, their sons are following in their footsteps and you know, that's obviously big in that area also, which, you know, on top of community, family's an important part of that area. So that's great. Yeah, Lakeville North is Kevin's school. I apologize for that. But is that, I mean, is that stuff that you, you guys actually have discussions about? Or are we reading reading something into that? I mean, it's it seems like there's goals that you set down to be inclusionary when it comes to community. You know, the Kevin Bass deal, which is great. And I think the world of Kevin, he's a wonderful man. And he's done a lot, you know, for children or kids, you know. And back in, in the day, what happened, there was uh, school north of the cities and he was at Kennedy. And, the, and uh, one of the fathers said, you know, how come, why don't we have a little shootout? You know, I have these, the kids built against each other. So we kind of started this um, high school chopper class deal and it, and they had the two bikes and they got them done. And it, it was cool. It was fun. And, and then it kind of grew for a while. Um, actually, Reuben Brown, who was, played for the Bills and played for Chicago as a f- football player, there's a school he sponsored in New York that kept coming and coming. And I'm going, because what got happened, traveling got to be a little expensive for people. And I kept saying, I said something to uh, Ruben. I said, how come you don't come to my show? Well, I send that school, he said. I went, oh, I was really surprised at that. I didn't I didn't know the connection. I mean, I know Ruben real well. He happened to be a member of our hamster group. And... Um, and we had, you know, other, there was other teachers that would, you know, when it first got going, they got all excited about it and they'd call and I said, well, you know, this isn't just a, you know, you're going to take a bike and just have it, you know, it's going to build itself. I said, this is going to be like being a coach on a football team or a basketball team. This is taking some extra hours and that would, that kind of took them out of the picture, you know, but think about Kevin, you know, his, you know, his thoughts and heart are in the right place to, in this other school. Was, was for a while, but, you know, it kind of just went away, you know, but I, in turn, I had, I'd be, one time I'm in a town, Hudson, which is just across the river, and this couple come up, they had a boat, and they said, you know, I want to thank you for having that chopper class. He said, if it wouldn't have been for that, my son wouldn't have graduated. Yeah. That's it, kept him in school. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand with that, too. Like you said, it got hard for the one teacher that came out from New York, and I remember him, he was, you know, we got to be good friends with him over the years. 
it gets hard financially. And even with Kevin, a lot of people don't know that Kevin's backstory, that was happening out of his pocket. Like yeah. when he started that, the school told him, if it ever costs us a dime, it's canceled. Yeah. You know, and he like he really put in the time to make that happen, man. And, That's and, exemplary. And look how that benefited him. You know what I mean? In the long run, that panned out. And for me, if it wasn't for... <laughs> Uh, Mr. McDowell, who was my power mechanics teacher, but wasn't for him, I would have never graduated. Well, let me rephrase that. I got kicked out. I graduated uh, outside, <laughs> yeah. but but it, it, it was him that kept me in school. You know what I mean? I, I went there because I knew there was a piece of that that, you know, I had to make sure I got through English in, in history and math because they wouldn't let me go to power mechanics until I did that. Yeah. So when it worked, I mean, we've been we've been building for years. And the, the cool part about it is once we got old enough to start appreciating it, then we started tripping into things like the Donnie Smith show, Easy Rider shows, yep. you know, uh, you know, Chilla Coffee. Chilla Coffee. I mean, stuff like that. And it was a, turned into a lifestyle, which eventually, for some idiot that I know, he made a magazine out of it and sort of killed us the whole way through. So I, I don't even you know, talk, I got, I, I don't talk to that I, guy anymore. So I have a Kevin Bass story after, you know, he got into that new school. And I was asking him how that was going for him. And he said the first class of students he got, I don't know how big his class is, like 20 or 30 people. He said, I, I come in there, and most of them had to take the class, fill up their credits or whatever. And he said, you could tell everybody in there didn't want to be there. But they had to you know, take the class. So he told them, he said, I'll make a deal with you. You give me two weeks. You try and, and work with me. And if, if you can't take it... I'll help you get into another class. And he said, I never lost a person. Yeah. He said, I got guys welded. You know, they, they never have a chance to do that. They don't even know how to ask anybody about that, you know. And he said, he never lost a person after that. You know, it just, it, uh, it just grew on that, yeah. you know. And yeah. that's kind of how his other class was. He said, the principal there said, you, you know, quit campaigning for students. He says, I'm not campaigning for anybody. They just show up at the door. They want to be part of this class when they, they heard it was, you know, he called it his chopper class in Kennedy. That's what his yep. class was called. So the kids want to learn if anybody give them a chance, you know. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was just going to say. A lot of times once you get your feet wet there, you know, you don't want to stop doing it. You, you know, most people like to see that production. And then teach. Anybody who's ever hung out with with kevin in the first place dude he's one of those people yeah, you can infectious. spend every day with like he's so much fun he you know, you know that him and his whole family amy and the kids they're just great freaking people man they are and what he t- gives back you you couldn't there's not a money figure you can put on that no. i mean he's an amazing guy so there's so many comments here man uh you know everybody just sending love and gratitude and um john jessup building a couple bikes for the show I Cabana Dan says Donnie for president. <laughs> Go on. Donnie for president. Yeah. We have a, all right. A, yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, we have, we a, have to be very smart to beat what we got. Right. Yeah, right. You're not kidding. Yeah. Yes. You heard nice it here. By the bishop. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so we have one request here from Cocaine who said, ask Donnie if he can tell any PG rated Paul Hiltner swap meet trail stories. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I doubt it. <laughs> you know, here's one that's kind of a clean, and I, I love Paul. He was a great guy. I felt so bad when that happened. He's telling about his daughter got his 
driver's license. Then he bought her a car. Well, her and a couple of girlfriends are out in the country, and they're speeding down the road. They meet a sheriff, you know. And so they they pull into a farm site, and they pull over behind a building, and they hide. And, you know, it's kind of nighttime. And and the, and the guy says, I, I know they're here. they got nowhere to go, you know. So he said, I pulled down the road, and I, I just sat there. And he said, pretty soon, here the lights come on. They come driving out, and I pull over, and I stop them. And he says, you know, you, you girls are speeding. So he asked for a license, and, and she gave his license, and he sees her last name, and he goes, Hiltner. Your dad, Paul? Yeah, this is going to hurt, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know Paul. It felt really bad when he passed away, but, you know, he was a, he was a good guy, Right on. So, Don, can you do me a favor um, and introduce the beautiful lady sitting next to you? We keep oh, seeing her head come in every now and yeah. then. Oh, oh and, and I'm trying to keep my head out You're of here. No, 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 come on. My partner, Don. Hi. You know, we've been together for 20, 20, 25, 25, 25 years. years. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Um, I, I, wherever there's Donnie, there's Don. So it's always absolutely it's always nice yep. to see you. And it's. It's so great to see you guys together, and you ride together too, which I absolutely we do. love. We, yeah, yeah. I, I've had a ground-up custom since two thousand. That's um, awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. So I want to go way back, Donnie. What was your first motorcycle? Uh, Sixty-three Triumph T one twenty Bonneville. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I customized it the next year. Uh, only rode a little bit. I was in. I, I, my beginning is drag racing. You know, when I got down here. I was into cars and stuff like that. Got involved in drag racing. I was building a motor for a, what they called gassers back in them days, which uh, ended up being a forty Willis. And uh, I needed money to finish the motor, so I sold the bike and uh, finished the motor. And then I ended up buying a Sportster from my uncle that worked on bikes, you know, and, and, um, and so then I, you know, um, I had a partner in this uh, gas room and we went racing uh, with a 40 Willis and, and um, it had a tendency to do a lot of wheel stand. And then I broke a spring going through the lights at about 120 and flipped it. So that was car was gone. So then we built another one. Actually we built kind of two other ones. I, one, the drivetrain out of that one, bought another Willys, and my brother and another guy got partners with that, and then me and my partner built a Willys pickup. We went from, the first one was a B-gas supercharged, second one was an A-gas supercharged, and um, the last one, we ran 938, 153 miles an hour in 60, 66. Mm, nice. So that, then, uh, that was... That drafted for a couple of years. I'm we sorry. Came back guys. And got into funny cars. <laughs> that that was a big question because um, I was talking I was talking to Big Brian about stuff and that was you know his, his he's absolutely one of your biggest fans in the world and he passed on some pictures he said hey man make sure you talk to him about the drag race and stuff and he was telling <laughs> me about the about the Willis and he didn't know if that chassis and the the drive line and stuff ended up moving through the other cars. Or what happened with that? But he was talking about that being the first one. But this was this was you guys, and I mean that's like, dude, that that Re thing it's is a real deal. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, 
when we built that car, we, the, the guy standing is guy Bob Fetro, who was part of Smith Brothers and Fetro. He was, you know, he he used to build his own top fuel cars back in the day of the front engine cars. And we, when I got, I got drafted in '68, got out in the fall, fall of '69, and then gases were done. Funny cars were in, so we built that funny car, and uh, we ran that one for two years, and then we ran a, a must, you know, Mustang for um, yeah, two years. And what happened there? We we started getting into the bike thing, you know, and, and um, I mean, I, I rode, but we weren't so much building or anything like that. And my uncle brought a bike over, and we we're going to have it. He had an AE and E Springer, and he wanted us to rake the frame. We're three farm kids. To us, a rig is something you pull behind a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that, like, and so we go, no, he said, you cut this and angle it, and you know, so I can put that fork on there. So Fetro's really a very good welder and, and, and a fabricator. I learned a lot, a lot, a lot from him. And so we got it fabbed up, and and um, he belonged to a club in town, and pretty soon we started getting their frames in, and then, Finally, me and my brother are happy as um, the two of us are kneeling there. We thought, well, hell, we're going to rake our bikes, you know. And, and then it, the word got out, and pretty soon we're, we're going on that. We're, you know, working, trying to work in this funny car. And finally, we, <laughs> we were taking so much money, and we finally had to get an accountant. It wasn't all cash, at the, you know, it was for a while. And finally, he said, you know, if we got rid of that race car, <laughs> you could... Yeah, you know, got into bikes. You make a living off them bikes, and I said, "But we're racers." He said, "No, no, we're bike builders." <laughs> Here we are. So that was uh, that. That was that was something we definitely wanted to talk about. Was was the evolution of of SBF and you know some of the some of the killer products that you guys had, like you know just just what you're saying. You know, three farm kids figuring this stuff out. But seriously, you know what I mentioned in the beginning of the show. There wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot of choices. You guys, you know, between you and Pirowitz and Ness and some of these guys, like you were laying down the you were laying down the foundation of everything that we would do for the next thirty years. Yeah. You know, it, David and I met in in seventy um, eight, at Ireland. Ireland invited us both out there. Now I hadn't met Ireland. Um, I think about that. I met him one time in, in St. Paul, but I hadn't met David. I, I indirectly met him at a show called Detroit. I think that was about 75 or 74, about a belt buckle from him, which I still have. And, um, of course, he wouldn't give me a deal. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so some things just don't ever change. Is that what you're yeah, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so Arlen, uh, in 78, invited... Uh, me out there for two weeks and invite David out there for two weeks and a couple other guys. Uh, Barry Cooney was there. Arlen and Barry had been friends for a little while. Um, I think, you know, anyway, we stayed at Arlen's house and that's when I met David. And, and David and I, after about four or five days, it's like we knew each other for 20 years. You know, we really hooked up and um, we were helping Arlen build the two bad bike. He had it together oh. to a point. And we ended up taking most of it apart and correcting a lot of things, small things, you know. But instead, we're supposed to go up to Reno. He was going to have bikes for us. 
and we ended up working on it and you know and nobody we didn't care i mean we were having a good time and you know i think that's how arlen and david and myself became really good friends you know um like i say, there's other people there but that's you know we were kind of the builders at the point of course arlen you know arlen is arlen there's no you don't have to explain you know miss him a lot you know really that was a hard one on me to lose him but um you know that's you know uh, we got to run it and he wrote it in the oakland road to showing and that there's a picture of me and david standing by that bike it's a you know black and white picture that was at that show that's, yeah you know that david and i was standing there and he was getting ready and i mean we had that picture taken and i think he jumped in the car and they took him to the airport and he flew out at that time and i left yeah that one there and i left the next day is that the bike no no that's oh. not the bike that's oh, okay. that was one of somebody else's bike one okay. of arlen's friends and customers you know but, uh, yeah that that motorcycle too bad seriously one one of my favorite motorcycles of all time like that yep, was there it is that that was that thing was just from a whole other world yeah, man yeah another planet yep so now you know, <laughs> typical of bikers you know buy stuff at the swap meet you know so he bought the bore at a swap meet and he bought the carburetors at a swap meet of course they were car carburetors and not you know bike ones they needed a fuel pump and so we had to change that and we're having stuff sent in and the blower at that time, I'd been running funny cars and, and blowing cars, so I knew a little bit about blowers. So I had to rebuild the blower. You know, it had some tight spots, so I got that all squared away for him. So, you know, and, and it just we we worked together. Um, he was kind of feeling bad. We just go, hey, no, let's get her done. You know, that's the work. You know, and, and so that really kind of, I think, made us a real, we gelled a lot in that time, you know. And, um, 78 yeah then then we all went to daytona and started the hamsters right well, <laughs> yes. and and that's you know i had a i had a conversation i had a conversation with somebody today and we were talking about the fact that you know and this, this is this is to your credit and i know i know you're you're a humble man and i know that you know you're not the the kind of person to take this kind of this kind of praise but seriously one of one of the best things about what people talk about that time and what you guys were doing you were literally building the foundation of yeah. custom motorcycling but it was only because this is what you guys were doing you were having fun doing what you were doing being who you were you weren't trying to you know i mean thank god that you know there was no instagram then or anything either but you really you really weren't concerned with any of that and that's the one common thing donnie that people say about you time and time again is that throughout throughout your life you love motorcycles you love doing custom bikes and you love you like to love this culture and that those are the things that are most important to you the the notoriety and everything that might come or might not come with that is doesn't even matter you know i i i guess you know once i got into the bike crowd you know i've uh I've never wanted to ever, you know, I don't want this to go the wrong way, but I never was much of a joiner and belonging to clubs and stuff, you know. And uh, when the hamster kind of come together, we really kind of thought it was going to be a, like a one or two year deal, and then it just it would kind of go away. And, and so when we, I don't know, you probably heard David tell you the story about when we, we went to a, a magazine hospitality deal, and some of the guys didn't want to go, and David's 
girlfriend at the time or fiance didn't want to go. So we were supposed to come back and get him after this deal was over. We'll, we kind of forgot about that part. Okay. <laughs> 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 we bar hopping. And uh, so when we come back, there was these plates on our doors, you know, like I was a Midwest Hamster. And, you know, David was a Northeast Hamster and Barry was a Northwest Hamster. He was from Portland. And then Ireland was the West Coast and and uh, Ed Kerr was an East Coast, you know, deal. And it was, you know, and, and that was all on the plate. And nobody thought to save a plate. Oh, my goodness. You know, you know, no I mean, way. Yeah. You know, I know that I, I know I threw mine. I remember throwing it in a suitcase. But after that, you know, in, it just never survived the moves and stuff like that. There's been rumors of a saved plate, but we've never seen it. Now, yeah. this year is 45 years for the hamsters. You said 1978? Yep. This will be 45 yeah. this March. It's coming March. Because yeah. it started I mean, in Daytona. Right. You know, I mean, of course, I just said that. And it, uh, Mystic Mystic Sea, I think, was a little motel. Is it and gone? It's yeah. gone. Yeah, that's it's gone. It's out. Uh, but um, you must not have known who we were, you know. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a historical site. Yeah. There you go. And... Uh, but it, you know, it, it kind of, you know, the first few, two or three years, then it kind of slowed down, you know, things that uh, kind of taken a hiccup. And then in, in about 89, it, it, um, when the bikes started coming back and Harley started making a big move and all this and that, that's when it started growing. And, it, you know, it's been going ever since. You know, we, we do our Monday night deal, which I believe you folks are at that, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Don't you come yes, to sir. it? Mm -hmm. Yep, I mean, they were there last year. Yeah, we yes, get sir. six, seven hundred people. So I don't, I don't know them all. I mean, I don't know who's all there. But you know, oddly enough, the last two years we've um, we've donated over a half a million dollars each year to um, LifeScape. Isn't that amazing? You know, it's uh, for uh, use of that have issues and problems and stuff like that, and and uh, so we're we're really very very proud of that. You know, it's it's. Um, first time we went i mean we usually were doing between 250 to 300,000 you know that was and uh then all once the next the, the announcement it was like i think it was 500 515,000 you know like half a million bucks and i'm going like we got to be joking i mean this is you know like arlen always said about the hamsters he called it a joke and he would at first i didn't care for that but then I'm going, well, he's right. It was a joke. You know, we were, you know, just fooling around, you know. And, and uh, I made the first shirt in, that we, I don't I think I made three dozen shirts, took them to Sturgis, and most all the guys, you know, Arnold was there, David was there, and a bunch of guys. And if you just, you know, we never even thought of about being custom bikes. I mean, we had custom bikes, and some of the guys that were in the stand in City Park in Sturgis, and um, we, um, you know, just kind of handing them out. I think I think they were like three, four bucks a piece. And uh, and again, the guy I gave the artwork to at the at the printing shop, I never even saved the artwork. You know, oh, kind of forgot about it, you know. And and uh, then when we closed our shop, he kind of um, shortly after that he closed his business up, and it just went by the wayside. You know, and that's not. I just didn't. I didn't think it would go as long as it has, and it's it's become. I'm very, very proud of everybody that belongs to it. 
there are some good people. I mean, the whole motorcycle people, you know, when, when it comes to being, when there's cancer, sicknesses or something, anybody more generous than bikers. Amen. You know, I mean, not only us, like the Hamptons, I mean, overall, bikers take care of each other. And, you know, and other people. And other yeah. people. Yep. They, they really, um, yeah, they, they step up more than anybody else. Yeah. It, it's when really, we tell them what we go ahead. Tell some individuals that do that. They just they they look at us like we're crazy, you know. Like I, we had a, was that a, I don't know, some kind of a get together on a Sunday at this bar that I frequent. That amazed you, I'm sure. But anyway, <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, you know, they were donating five hundred dollars to the hamsters, and I was just pulling in the parking lot, so I went and get up on stage and. I think that people, they, they got something they call Dirty Rotten Biker. It's a, uh, like a Sunday, you know, but they do pretty good at it. It's a good, it's kind of fun. But anyway, I get in and I, you know, kind of give my little story about, you know, the hamsters and that. And I said, you know, we give, at that time we'd given like, I think about two, $200,000 $200, to that. Um, no, yeah. And, uh, you know, a half a million we'd already given to him. And um, and all I walked up and this guy, where are, you guys, where are you guys from? And I said, all over the world. We got people in, you know, Italy. We got people in Lex- Luxembourg, Germany. Um, we've had people in, in Africa, um, Canada, you know, which is kind of like America. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but not really. <laughs> you know, Sort of. Yeah, I heard a joke. But if you're from yeah, no, no, you don't tell that joke, Donnie. Don't. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Come on. No, no. You have to now. No, no he doesn't know. Yeah, I would, so you should. Okay. No. <laughs> no. A guy, two guys are talking. God, it ain't dirty. It's good. Go ahead. I'll take the they, heat. And Yeah, there you go. And the uh, guy says, you know, I've got some new neighbors moved in and they're really noisy. And he says... I know how the Canadians feel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it at that. Oh. That was a joke. No, it, was, it was great. <laughs> how was that? Like, so, how did it come to be that you guys did so much charity work over the years? Like, what well, it, what started it, that? Bob Ellingworth, yeah, actually. There was a deal that a friend of ours, Bob Ellingworth, who was our lobbyist, who was kind of, and back in the day, I think everybody knew him around the country because he was really good at what he did. And he's the only person of America that got hired to the super rally that they had in, in uh, Europe, you know, probably 25, 30 years ago. But anyway, there was a deal called um, Kids in Chrome that started yeah. in, in Sturgis. And what happened... That uh, a guy named Brian Bondi was a person that was uh, children's care was the name of the the clinic or hospital that they dealt with, and nobody was protecting the name. So he went and you know kind of registered the name. Well, somebody found out about it and they had a big blow up about. Well, I'm the one that thought of the name and I thought of the name and 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 uh, you know he was had the brains to, to protect it and now they're going to sue for it. And finally, he just said, you know what? You can have it. And we were already, as, as the Hamster Group, we were already giving them some money, you know, maybe like 70000 or something. And our Monday night deal, we take a collection up. 
And uh, so then finally we just said, uh, why don't we take our do our own thing, you know? So that's where it came from. Kind of grew out of that. That's awesome. I'll tell you what, for the past couple of years, Chris and I have been at that Monday night deal. And it is such an amazing feeling in that room to be with all those people when they'll do like they did the um the nascar truck yeah and they're like okay everybody if you can meet this donation to wrap the truck we're gonna double it and watching that energy of everybody just going up and giving what they had in their pocket and it didn't matter if it was ten dollars twenty dollars or five thousand the gratitude in that room was so incredible and such an amazing feeling to witness and i, and I gotta it's tell you something too like for for people out there that aren't familiar with this group like i've known a bunch of you guys forever and thank god you know that this is based in community because a kid without a call without a high school diploma you guys all took me in under your wing and you saw that i love motorcycles and i did this from an honest place and you've always taken care of me but there's even there's even more community behind that. The things that Heather and I, yeah. we've gone all over the country this year spending a lot of time with hamster members and, like, the amount of community there that's crazy. So that Monday night dinner, like, it's not about people trying to show each other up with how much money or anything else. It's it's that bond, you know, everybody doing that good stuff, and it's one big family, you know, doing doing all that good work together. And I also think sometimes it is them trying to show each other up, but it's pushing them because they know it's a good cause you know they're doing it not only is it joke to each you, other you but just you're just trying to find a way to work Kiefer's go-kart into this aren't you Kiefer? <laughs> yeah. a, it's either Kiefer or big rick one or the other i'm trying to figure out which one it is but yeah it's it's cool because like chris said some of our and again you know i mean big rick is a such a good friend and yeah you know he always is one that anything anytime anything's going on he's like dude you gotta come you gotta come mm-hmm. hang out you know and it's been one of the people that have pulled us into that you know as we all call it the yellow shirt community because i mean yeah. that's that's what it pretty much is you know a bunch of good Kevin guys yeah. yeah yeah right <laughs> you know i i i have to say that you know you know the hamster community yeah you know, everyone is so generous and i i don't know when they decided but a few years back they decided you know what Okay, so everybody everybody has their charity. Every each and every hamster has their charity and they still do. They still have their own charity, but yeah. hamsters as a group, if you wanna engage the rest of the group into it, we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna put our sources into one particular, you know, area, one particular group and they and they chose, you know, the the, the children's care to to, to do that with. Yeah. And it's incredible. So that that's why there's such a frenzy frenzy at, on Monday nights. It, it's like here are all these giving, giving people, and now is their time that they can give, and and they all just go for it. Yeah. I mean, bigger. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. It's incredible. And I get so excited just to, to just to do art and just to do things, you know, for that particular auction. That's yeah, that's I, what I, I dig. About I dig seeing all the creations because, like, there's there's people that will just go absolutely full out making stuff, custom stuff, and the only other people that can have it is other hamsters. Yeah, it's not oh, like right, it can exactly, enter the general exactly. market. It's like you know? son of a biscuit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's what we live for. 
We you know, live to do that. We it, we do. It's like, oh my god. Okay, so what did they make in this year? Well, mm-hmm. I got. Okay, so here's where the competition comes in. <laughs> well, I just well, wish that they'd come up with ideas sooner, so that people didn't call me to have me paint stuff at the last. Hey, that was, was Ricky. You don't, yeah. you don't blame that on me. One of like, the things that I like is around the country, you'll have these smaller events, like you have the fall foliage run and the the dry heat run and at each one they have their own charity that they work with or that they right. support whether it be a hamster that was just taken ill or lost their house to a fire or an animal shelter or you know like we were fortunate enough at smoke out last year to have the hamsters support our tankful project for meals on wheels but i just love that wherever you go whenever there's a big event there is some charity that is supported, whether it be Lifescape or a local charity. It's just, it's been so great about about giving and watching yeah. that happen. Yes, sir. So Kurt, Curtis Hoffman just said, I, I, I brought up an oil painting. A couple years ago. Two years ago. And he has it hanging in his office. He said, he said, I got that and I'm going to hang it in my office. And I was like, oh, I said, listen, man, thanks for, you know, thanks for getting it. But he actually has it hanging in his office. That's awesome. So let's go back and talk about the show a little bit more because it's coming up quick. Um, like I said, you know, pictures. This doesn't. This doesn't look like the show's numbers are off at all. And what's amazing, <laughs> man, the amount of people that just wait for the opportunity to walk up and shake your hand and talk to you and tell you about the stuff that they remember and the, you know, like people. People act absolutely adore you, man. They do. They absolutely adore this man. Yep. It's you know, I got, crazy. A, I got a guy that I don't know how many years he's been doing this, but he's got an original Smith Brothers and Federal T-shirt he wears, and he's a pretty stocky built guy. And this thing is like it's painted onto him, <laughs> and it's it's so thin that you can almost see through it. And he goes, he said, the only time I wear this. Is when your show and I come down here just to shake your hand with this shirt on. Aww. And it, I'm going, he says, I got to have somebody help me put it on so it doesn't rip. Oh, God. <laughs> Sounds oh, like you need to make oh. a limited edition get, of those get shirts. Get a new one. Right? Well, the original. This is an original. Yeah. Because, um, Tom Summers has done kind of a little business where he he, he knocks on, not knocks on, he has our permission, but he makes a, shirts like that. But it ain't an original. You know, it's a... a a copy you know but this one is an original mm-hmm. one that he got back in the 70s and it, you know it, it fits him like a glove boy i'm, <laughs> I'm sure he goes yeah. home and yeah. has somebody help him take it off because it'd yeah. be real easy for it to just come undone you know i love how eclectic the show is when we were there last year there every make model shape size style you name it was so well represented in at the Donnie Smith show, it was it was such a nice treat to see such diversity in the motorcycle community up there. Yeah. You know, the, the, the thing about the show, too, it, for for the Minnesota people is is that it's, it's held at the end of March, you know, because in April, you know, the first part of April, possibly absolutely mid April, we're starting to ride again. And at the end of March. Everybody is just like freaking dying for motorcycles, and so we get, we get to go to the Donnie Smith show, and and I mean it, it is like okay, you know, uh, it's heaven again. 
Well, the winter's up here. Yeah. We, you know, there's no ride unless you, you you go someplace. So they're working on their bikes. So usually, you know, like I know my partner wanted to move it into April so they could ride to the show. And I says, no, you mm. don't want to do that because they're not going to ride their bike to someplace in town. They're going to head out of town and ride yeah. 50, 60 miles out. Oh, yeah. The evenings get cold real fast here in the spring. And I said, so we got to keep it just, you know, right at that Usually that's not nice enough. We've had some days where uh, where the dates of the show, it was like 75 and 80 degrees. We lost about 1,200 yeah. people, we figured. Oh, last year it was like yeah, they're riding, they're riding. They, haven't, they haven't ridden for months. They've been locked up for four or five months. Oh, yeah. They ain't going to <laughs> want to yeah. go inside of a building. They want right. to go ride, you know, yeah, like find a destination. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> really we are. Yeah. Single, single digit. Oh out my there. god! Yeah, or below zero. And, and you're the beginning of the season too. Like, that's yes. one yeah, of the cool things. Like, literally, when everybody says, "Hey, Donnie Smith's coming," you know that the hot time of the year is. You know, me and Chris always kid around that. You know, Donnie Smith show meant Christ, we're going to be killing ourselves for the next four months. Yeah. So <laughs> we knew that once that show was over, you know, was the ball on. started rolling. Yeah, it was so on. right. For, for us, it means spring. We can ride. Yeah. <laughs> so, Donnie, we have a question from a viewer. They want to know if you remember the Corvette Castle in Daytona and walking around with the twins. If that rings a bell. <laughs> well, I... No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's allowed to answer that. Oh. <laughs> crank caller, crank caller. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, are you getting me in trouble? Oh, You're boy. fired. Uh, what's going on? Well, maybe Chris, we'll change the subject. Wait a minute, subject. Chris. You sent that question to me to ask. Were you setting me up? No. Well, you no, set me no, up. Sort of. He wanted, me to, he wanted me to ask. I told him to let Heather do it. Hey, just yeah. just in just in case just in case it was a landmine, the pretty girl has a better chance than these two idiots on That's both right. sides. Of you. <laughs> really, we're not getting away with anything. Oh goodness! <laughs> so listen, man, I want you to I want you to kind of look back with us here for a minute and and think about you know the time in and around pictures like this and what and what Whoa. you guys were going going through and and what was happening in motorcycling. Did you? Did you ever imagine that the stuff that you were doing, that they were literally going to write books about and people were going to follow as a, as a roadmap for how this culture came to be? No, that was far beyond me. I come from a little town of about 250 people. I grew up on a farm, and I never, ever thought that I would ever be, you know, like, for any other word, famous like that in building. I always was artistic. You know, I could draw... Not autistic, artistic, but anyway. Artistic. <laughs> he's always been autistic. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I got into, you know, well, I told you about my uncle and raking his frame. And I got into building, you know, the first bike I did um, was kind of, you know, mediocre. And then after that, I, you know, of course, um, Street Chopper come out, which, and then Easy Rider come out. All about the same time, you know, about 69 was, you know, that's when them uh, magazines started hitting it. And then, of course, there was many other ones that got involved. But Street Chopper was kind of, you know, a guy named Bob Clark was running it. And he kind of hooked up with uh, with me and Sturgis, I think, at 76. And, uh, you know, he, you know he, he was looking for somebody that was a builder up there. And everybody kept steering him towards me. And finally, we hooked up and, 
And I, you know, I mean, I'm kind of like honored that, you know, he said, no, no, it's the other way around. We're honored to know you because people like you are going to make our magazine. So we got to be good friends and, and, um, he kind of did the same thing with David. You know, he didn't, he wanted, uh, to, um, have bikes that weren't off the West Coast. Easy to go to the West Coast. He said, did you walk out in the parking lot and there sit something, you know? But he said he wanted to have a magazine that kind of went all of, all the way across the country. And so that's how he hooked up with us and David. And Arlen was there, but Arlen had hooked up with a guy named Larry Kufferman who rode a Volkswagen track. He had lost a leg in some kind of an accident. But um, that's that guy ran everything that Arlen built. I mean, you know, and, and it, it was obviously it almost looked like it was one like it was Arlen's magazine. But that some of the people that helped us. You know, they, they put us on the map, you know, and, um, you know, like uh, Bob Clark would come up to Minnesota like once a year. I'd see him in Sturgis, see him in Daytona, you know, try to have something new. And, um, you know, that just kind of what helped us get where we are, you know. So so that was picture. That was a good one. Yeah. That, that, was, that, was, that was a good picture. I wanted to I wanted to talk about that for a minute because boy, yeah. look, look at oh, those no, two no, wait, handsome I, I wanted, young men there. I wanted there. to talk about it with with Heather for a moment. Don't you think that that Donnie Smith kind of looks like Jim Morrison back in the day? I mean, I've always thought that. Yeah. I, I think like I think you're that right. Hot back in the day. Look at that. Well, I can't. I'm sorry, Don. I can't say Donnie's hot. I do notice that he still has fabulous hair, though. <laughs> and, and, and his hair was perfect. Hair perfect. Was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Was perfect. Absolutely was perfect. perfect. Um, just so you know, Dave and Laura are working, are watching. Um, both of them are so excited to see you and so excited oh. to be a part of this. And I love that you call him David, by the way. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, and what? Call him David? Yeah. Yeah, he. That's his name. I know. Everybody, Everybody calls, calls him David. Him Dave. It's yeah. so formal. You call him David. I love it. Yeah. Um, and Cabana Dan um, wants to let you know that your pandemonium bike, Donnie, is the reason he started building customs. Well, that bike is in the museum in Sturgis, but it's coming home. And there's another bike that you showed, kind of a yellow one with flames on it. That one's in the garage. I'm getting that one ready to take its place out there. And we're going to probably do that swap it. They're going to bring it back for our show. And then uh, we'll have actually have both of them bikes at the show at the same time. The only other time it was like that, they were sitting in my garage. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. And, uh, that one's been yeah. out there for quite a few years. Oh, yeah. And, I know uh, about that. Just imagine, <laughs> just imagine <laughs> all of yeah, well, all of the no, parents. Just imagine all the parents that you pissed off because their kids decided to build bikes for a living. <laughs> I mean, I know my mom hated you, so just to let you know. No, no, just a joke. That you inspired so it many of us. They could have been into a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Right? Right? yeah, you're not kidding. Like, like right behind Donnie's bike, that would have been worse. Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean, just like like me and Chris were saying, you know, we sit back now and you know doing some of the paint work and you know. 30 years 25 30 years i also feel the difference between you know the product that you have to paint with now compared to back then but we're talking back in the late 60s you oh. guys were doing it and the technology there the technology was all mental it was all brain it was all knowledge you know trial and error and 
you know, can't even imagine yeah, how now, hard it was you to do a, some of that stuff. Now you got a product card to follow. Yeah, you right. Know what I mean, right. there was no product card with what. Yeah, they were like doing. It, yeah. it's amazing. We, you know, I mean, I still to this day is I'm painting something or laying something out. You know, Chris obviously is the art end of all that. Just think, you know, and I say it every time, like, dude, how did those guys do it back then? Which I know they messed up, they ripped it all off and started from square one. That's how they did it. But I remember like, John Kosmoski's from Minneapolis. Oh yeah, yeah, John is is a very good friend of ours, and and John, yeah, John, John is always happy to 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 share, you know, anything that he knows, and it's. You know, imagine, imagine that. Imagine, imagine. I, I mean, I, I just can't even imagine. You know, the, like these guys, and and you know, they had John, they had all of these guys, and everybody worked together. Mm. It was incredible, an incredible time. I actually have a killer, killer interview with John from last year's show. We're getting ready to run a, a bunch of uh, YouTube and Instagram posts and stuff for this year's show, and one of them is the in- interview with him, and he was talking about how how they got started and like you know that even the people within his company when he was like hey we're gonna we're gonna do these custom colors and we're gonna do this and they were like no no you can't do it that way and he goes yeah he said i started this to make stuff for painters that's what i'm gonna do yeah you know like that was that was great you know because you don't have you know in our generation even you don't have people that run companies for the benefit of the thing itself anymore you know it just doesn't happen a story of one of our friends uh, used to work at, for General Motors in Janesville, where they built the Suburbans, and he was uh, kind of the final inspector, the paint guy, and he said, so the guy from PBG, you know, he knew the guy, and, and the guy told him, he said, you know, we're going to bring out these magnificent colors, and we're going to take over that custom paint thing, and he said, so they introduced it, and they presented it, and they said, you know, we thought we had, you know, the finest paint and everything out. And he said, some little guy up in Minneapolis is kicking our ass. <laughs> you know? And they go, you know, we can do it. You know, we're the, we're the big guys, you know. So then they, uh, they did an ad campaign and they said, our paint is better than House of Colors paint. That's John's business. And he goes, God, he said, I said, they got a lot of nerve, and he said it was the best thing ever happened because so many people didn't know who he was. Right. And then, <laughs> the worried, now they're going to look into and find out who John was. Right, right. That's one they of the, found out that, that, that they weren't better. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the greatest things that I like about going to the Donnie Smith show is people like John Kosmoski. Just standing right Donnie there. Donnie yeah. and yep. Dave and Brian Clock and Curtis Hoffman. They're all available yeah. for people to talk yep. to. And it's not often that you get, and so many others too, excuse me, av- are available to talk to and ask questions of. And it's not often you get that opportunity. The general public gets that opportunity to have all those people in the same space. Yep. Very or, cool. and, and, they're, and they're artists that will actually share yes. too. Yes. You know, because I, I come across that all the time where, you know, we ask an artist this or that and, and they're not sharing, but. I mean, like someone like John, someone like Donnie, they share immediately. I mean, yep. it, it's like it's not a secret. Yeah, I and I, I found that to be, I found that to be a common theme with the more of the guys that I meet with those yellow shirts on. Yeah. There, there's really like it's the whole thing is just based in the passion for custom motorcycles and community. That's what they love. You know, oh, I, th- I think in motorcycling all around. I mean, not saying not just hamsters, but like in this, in this whole 
motorcycling community custom world you know that's a that's a big part of it i think you know like donnie had said before about how they're the first ones to jump in and help they are i mean even when it comes down to you know a broke down road a person broke down a road all the way down to having a problem in your shop i mean we know multiple people we have an issue sometimes your phone's your best tool you pick up and call somebody and ask a question and it's shocking how many times you you don't have an issue they just answer your question for you which unless is it's great. me calling you well right i just don't answer the phone that's a whole different story <laughs> so you know after all these years i've learned not to answer the phone and incriminates me so oh yeah man. it's a great it's a great group to be involved with so you know and, and glad that for all these years we've been involved in it yes sir yeah it's you know man like again to to be to be a young guy coming up in this when i was still a young guy and have you guys do as much as you did to include me like it was it was always amazing but even even to this day getting to share this part with you and getting to be part of things like you know i got to go on a couple of the ride-ins to sturgis like those things i don't know how you guys see that anymore but for for us here that have been part of the our mirror yeah. <laughs> but for those of us that have lined up in sturgis waiting for the hamsters to ride in you know and see the bikes this year and you know, to get to go on that ride is amazing. To get to talk to you guys about the stories is amazing. You know, it's still a very big honor. So, he broke the mold. Yeah, Lionel just said he broke the mold, absolutely. And that I was actually just going to say, Donnie, I know what it takes to put on a show, especially of the magnitude that you do, and I know you can't do it without sponsors and we've got one of your sponsors here lionel from law tigers lionel you've been really quiet through all this and i know it's I know, a lot i thought to we take. lost them i, I did know, too it's, yeah. it's so much to take in and i'm guessing i'm taking notes <laughs> well i was gonna say i'm guessing you're kind of like yeah. chris does chris you know fanboys all the time so i'm guessing you're yeah. kind of do that too but do you have any questions for donnie no you know here's the one thing i want to say is i, I did say we broke you broke them all you know in the motorcycle industry Donnie, I give you a credit and all the others we've talked about earlier today because I was always taught, you know, you never meet your heroes, never meet your idols because they always let you down. No. And I literally, my hat is literally off to you because the first time I met you, it wasn't like that. The first time I met Dave, the first time I met, you know, you, you can go, the list is huge. Uh, but in the motorcycle industry, you guys opened your arms, you opened your hearts, you taught, you know, anybody and everybody. And regardless of how stupid the questions we probably all ask you, because we're like, oh my gosh, it's the opportunity I get to ask him. And you probably answered the same question a thousand times. You still humor us. You still, you know, indoctrinate us and teach us and show us the right way to go. And I mean, that's where you literally in the motorcycle world, you know, you created this, broke the mold. It is an honor to meet people like you, a legend. And, you know, somebody that I've idolized for my whole life looking in the motorcycle world is what you have created. So, as law tigers, I mean, I can't tell you, I'm over the moon. I mean, I literally have a countdown until the show because I can't wait to be there again and to be taking part of it and hopefully seeing this take on, you know, for years and years to come because it's now 34 <laughs> years. There's no reason why we can't keep this going on for longer. Well, we're going to try. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it, uh, you know, uh, I had a, a big, a lot of compliments about our show, you know, I think her name was Michelle. Used to be part of the Easy Rider Show. She's got the broken or uh, the, 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 the what? Melissa. Oh, Melissa. Yeah. Yeah, the broken. Melissa. Throat. Yeah, 
Michelle, is that her name? Melissa. Or Melissa? Melissa? No. No? Well, anyway, her and John Green run the Easy Rider shows. Yeah, that's, Mel- said, that's Melissa Penlin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and uh, first time I had met her, and we come riding in, um, actually was at David's paint show. I was there, and, and so she come over and was talking to me. She said, you know, I know about you. I've never really ever met you. He says, I wanted to compliment you on your show. Our goal was to have a better show than you had, and we never did. <laughs> nice. Because wow. we hear players. all the stories about Easy Rider, you know, and everybody exaggerates a little bit, but, you know, they tell us, you know, they had these crazy numbers, and we go, how would you, we couldn't put that many people in this show, you know? I mean, it would just, we'd have to have another day or something, you know? But then we found out that, that wasn't right, but I thought that was quite well, nice. And and that's and that's saying something too, because John John Green John Green was a he man. Was, he was yeah. one of our brothers. Yes, and he I was. mean, like he was salt of the earth, just like that. He did it because he loved this community, loved the people, you know. Yep. And he worked his ass off. Him and Melissa both, you know. So, yeah. I mean, just for just for the the respect to admit to you guys that that's what I say yeah. all the time. You you want to pull something off good, like shoot for that show. Try to try to be like that show because of the community, because you're in the inclusionary aspects of it. That's that's the show. You set the pace with that. But, but wouldn't you want every other show to be like that? Though, yes. Too? I mean, you would. I mean, that's what, if that's they, what you yeah. angle for, not to be identical. If, yeah, if they tried it if they tried yeah. it from their own regions with their own communities yeah. and everything, I believe yeah, it would bring us up. Yeah. And, and I, don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd be saying that you want it to be exact like that because I kid around. We judge shows, you know, judge bikes and shows, and I say all the time, you know, one of my judging tactics is I, I – Jeff Cochran's one of my favorite builders and his cleanliness and his flow and all that stuff. I'll I'll angle that way. What's the same way with the show? Sure, you don't want it to be just like the Donnie Smith show, but you've set such a great footprint that you want to try and base yourself off of that footprint. It's It, it appeals to everybody, and that's what you want. I think that's what makes it such a good show. You hit so many nails. I mean, for me, I'm on the west side. I'm out west here in Utah. So to know of the Donnie Smith show and what you've done, I mean, I'm looking forward to bringing my kids because I've got boys that are interested in the riding and they're riding their dirt bikes and they want to customize it and build onto it now. But, you know, it's one of those shows that I know I can bring my boys to. You can bring your I kids can to the start show. That first stages with them the right way. They can actually see yep. where this has come from, where it's going. And if they want to be a part of it, great. If they don't, you know, that whatever. But it's a show that it's i hate to say it's safe space or a family show but it offers that opportunity if you want to bring out to bring that next generation if we don't cultivate the next generation we're not going to last it, you know everybody always says that kind of thing and i think the donnie smith show gives us that platform to do it as well it does but it doesn't it, it lose anything to, to, to yeah you're right you don't you don't miss out on anything right it's still yeah. a great show whether you're walking around with a nine-year-old or it's or heaven Donnie, I'm walking around with you at 81. I mean, you can really enjoy the show regardless of where you fall on that gamut. Right on. Well, listen, mark your calendars. March uh, 25th and 26th for the 34th annual Donnie Smith Show. And Donnie, this show was really like we, we wanted an opportunity to to celebrate your time in custom motorcycle and what you've done. And like I said, knowing that you are the humble man that you are, 
you know how how you're going to take this praise from all of us but it's filling up the the message yeah. board here like people are just they want to make sure that you know how much you mean to all of us to custom motorcycle and that we're so fully aware that the thing that we've all done for our entire life the obsession that we've had with beautiful motorcycles and that idea of making the perfect motorcycle that was because of you my man yeah. you and a couple guys that did your own thing and set the tone for that and because of that we want to have a drink in your honor we're gonna give this toast to Donnie. <laughs> and not, not, now wait a minute, not just a drink. We know how you like it, so Oh yes. <laughs> right there. So this one's for you, baby. Oh, All right. Thank you for being on with us, man, and we can't wait to spend some time with you at the show this year. We'll be looking forward to it. Glad you're showing up. So all right. Yep, absolutely. All right, Lionel. Again, thank you and Law Tigers for keeping this for keeping this strong for all of us. And and Donnie, Ari. yes, sir. Yeah, and I will. Every, yes. everything that you do, Donnie. Thank you so much for thank you for being the man that you are. Thank, thank you. you. So thank you for the inspiration. Thank you, thank you guys. Appreciate everything. Yep. Thank you. All right. All right, hey guys, you're watching Shop Talk here on Sunday night. Every Sunday we go live from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. We got some more show left, but right now we're Hell, you take... might as well shut it down. It don't get no better than that. Right, right? I know. How do you how do you follow that? How do you follow yeah, that? Like, we're just gonna pull the plug. We're gonna check out a cool feature bike. When we come back on the other side, we're gonna wrap this one up, put it back in the station, but don't go anywhere. You're watching Shop Talk. Out of Focus is brought to you by Garage Build. Submit your build, share your passion. Powered by Dennis Kirk. Wayne Phillips, Dearborn Heights, Michigan. It's Evo Chopper 5-speed. It's kind of my beater. But it's kind of just the way I bought it, except for it had up, up sweets and it had sissy bar that was like this tall. I bought it off a guy named Mark up in uh, Roseville. And uh, kind of changed the seat and the back fender and a couple other things. I bought that from uh, uh, TC Brothers. About that because it, he had a chrome one on there and it was short and it was just the welds on it, it was just nasty there's holes drilled all in it and had a king queen seat on it you know like i said come up about that high and i couldn't stand that either i got another motor at home that i'm building for it i ride it quite a bit but i like it it's fun i started getting the original ones and i found out how much they were worth and i was buying and selling them on ebay and uh which called as soon as they Started repopping them, man. The price dropped down on them, so I just bought a bunch of repop ones. Pretty much all my choppers and bobbers got those on it. I like Avon Speedmasters too, always up in the front. And I bought a 73 Super Glide when I was 20, and I still got it. I got like nine bikes right now 95 Bad Boy, 98 Police Bike, two soft tails that are bobbed out that cut the struts off and made it look rigid frame in the back, two shovel head choppers. Got a bunch of parts to build another one. I just ain't decided which way to go with it yet. But it's a rigid frame. I'm Wayne 
Wayne Phillips from Dearborn Heights, and you're watching Shop Talk. Whoops. <laughs> what was that? Magazine, and I'm here. I'm at the Dennis Kirk Warehouse. Over 160,000 items in this room. You guys hear me say it all the time. Last minute in the garage, waiting to get that part you need. This is where it comes from. Check them out today, DennisKirk.com. Bikers Info USA, the first bikers app by bikers, for bikers, and it's free. National and state events, Sturgis and Daytona, Bikers Info USA. Every motorcycle manufacturer dealer listed. Biker products for you and your bike. Bikers Info USA. Find the places to go, places to party, places to stay at every event. Bikers Info USA. Download it now. It's free. Bikers Info USA. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Creepy, creepy, hey, creepy. Uh, so only one perfect man ever, Heather, and he didn't have to work all this shit at one time. So I just like this view. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, come on. I do the best I can. That's all I You're can say. You're awesome. So what a killer, killer show. I know. So good. We should have just did what Mark said. Like once, once Donnie was off the air, pulled the plug and said, yeah, that's it. Dro- yeah, right. Mic oh, drop. Like mic drop. That's yeah. You it. can't follow Donnie. That's awesome. So, but we appreciate you guys hanging in with us. We're going to uh, wrap this one up because it's been a long, long day. Can I do a quick shameless plug? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Shameless or shameless? Shameless. shameless. So I have been invited by Athena, Miss Athena Ransom, Vagabond Choppers to go on be a guest on her show tomorrow night athena after dark um did you put the link up i'm i'm getting there i'm getting there and this is going to be a first for me usually i have uh usually i'm interviewing (laughs) with chris um and i i get away with letting him do all the talking but tomorrow night it's going to be a little how are you going to get her in and out of that room with that big head no no dude listen (laughs) I'm I'm looking for a little girl on girl. Never mind. Uh, Christopher Jesus. Oh your my mo- goodness. Your mother Lord. watches this show. <laughs> God, you had so, to go there. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna. She sent me a list of questions that I'm not looking at because I want to be surprised so I can give a off the cuff questions. Hey, but if you want to tune in, I threw a. Well, link I want to plug something too. I'm not doing anything. Don't call me and leave me the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Is it? And I don't know why you're you're angry with me. There's two chicks in their pajamas late at night. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. There's no guy watching this show that didn't have a thought go through their head the same as me. I'll need a little pillow fight. Right? Maybe a tickle battle. Hey! <laughs> Accidentally things happen. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving on. Now I don't want to do the show. Oh, hell, I don't even know what you're kidding. I might watch now, for Christ's sake. Robin, this one's for you. Son of a biscuit eater. <laughs> I'm just Son thinking. Son of a biscuit eating monkey. Wait. No, oh, boy. Shaw Wing. Swing. <laughs> I should have known better. All right, man, listen. Thank you guys so much for watching. Do us the favor of passing this on to your friends and neighbors. Hit, uh, hit the share button. Put it out everywhere. Make sure you're subscribed. 
to the Psychosource Magazine YouTube channel because we're doing tons and tons and tons of new stuff out there. Um, all of this Panhead series that I've been doing with Steve Broyles is killing. Hammy was cheersing us when we were cheersing Donnie. Aww. Hammy. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, you know, make sure you catch us here every Sunday, 9 p.m., live from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. As Next long as week, they keep Leo leaving. Sturgis Motorcycle Museum. Yeah, how about that? Oh, yeah. How about that? Get We're going to be talking about 2023. Yes, we get the inside track, baby. Mm, get the inside track. We need to We get to find out who is getting inducted. And this year, Mark, we get to see I our brick. Soupy. What? We get our brick in Sturgis oh, right? this year. Right? Yep. Cycle Source got a brick on Main Street in Sturgis, and we're going to go and take pictures of it this year, and we're pretty excited. So until next week. Be kind. Get out in the motorcycle, or get out in the garage and do something with your motorcycle. Get out in the motorcycle. Get out in the motorcycle. <laughs> if you can't, I, listen. I'm get still out trying of the to, damn motorcycle. I'm still trying to get over the guy saying that he was riding all day. I'm pissed. Nah, whatever. Maybe next week we'll do some events and shit. Like for tonight, we're done. Till next week, same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Good night, Felicia. What a show! What a show! We'd like to thank our sponsors for their continued support, and we hope you pay them a visit when you're in the market for great motorcycle parts, products, and events. SNS Cycle, Matuni American, Baco Parts, The Broken Spoke Saloon, Twisted Tea, The Iron Horse Saloon, High Seas Rally, Twisted Choppers, Twin Power, Drag Specialties, Geico, Law Tigers, Tech Cycle, Fueling Parts, Lone Star Rally, Hijinx Apparel, Progressive Insurance, Spectra Oil, No School Choppers, 